Amen. It is good to be in the house of the Lord. His presence is awesome. It's life-giving. It is life-giving. It's hard to stop worshiping the Lord. There was a young lady years ago, she said, you know, she said, I could sit in the presence of the Lord and worship all the time we're here at the church. I wouldn't have to listen to the word, just in his presence. And sometimes we feel like that, yes, in his presence. Today we heard scriptures, the transfiguration, what the scriptures we called up the mountain. This day and age, I think we need to go up to the mountain and sit in his feet and hear that Jesus, he was transfigured. He was transformed. It says that his presence changed. He became white as light. Bright. His clothes were white. It just reminds me so much of Moses when he spent time with, with, with God up in the mountain. And he come down and his face glowed. Terrified the people. But what is this? The presence of God is on people, on Moses. But Jesus completely was transformed. He became the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and our Messiah, our Savior. He became the pure sacrifice for us. And the Lord always was questioning me, how much time do I spend on the mountain at his feet? In the present, the quiet time. There's so much distraction nowadays. There's television, movies, books, all kinds of things to distract you. But God wants us to visit with him, be with him. He is our Father. He's our Abba Father, our Heavenly Father. When I was young and I was raised in Catholic Church, God was way up here. And then you had a fear of him, all right? If you didn't, I didn't, anyway, to have that relationship with him. And then I always based God by my, heaven, my earthly father. And sometimes my earthly father disappointed me and was quite strict and was uh, always angry about something. And so I pictured God like that. God was an angry God. But he's not. He's a loving God. He's a loving Father. Early in my Christian walk, I've been walking, we've been walking with the Lord now for over 45 years. We got young people. We were young when we got, I think our oldest son was only about a year and a half old. And it took me a long time to warm up to the fact that I had a heavenly father that loved me and wanted to hear me and fellowship with me and to talk to me, be with me. It took me a long time. One of the turning points in my life was I was at a, a conference in Winnipeg. And there was a prophet there, Keith Miner. Some people don't really know him. But the prayer time, I always wanted to go up for prayer. 
because I was always hungry for the Lord. I was hungry for the Lord. And the Lord says, uh, through him, I'm going to change your heart. And he struck me in the chest three times. Not hard, but it rocked me on my heels. And he says, I'm going to give you a heart of flesh and replace that heart of stone. So God was going to change my heart. Because when I was younger, I was very shy, very judgmental. Well, why can't people be perfect? You know? It was very... I did find a perfect wife. <laughs> no, she says. <laughs> she was perfect for me, right? So, but God did that. He, over time, he took that hard, flinty heart and gave me a heart of compassion and love for people. To me, people hurt. Keep, keep people away. I don't want to talk to people. I'd rather go walk in the bush and talk to the trees. But uh, God said, no, I want you, my son. I want you to have fellowship with you, to be with you. I want you to come up to the mountain in a sense. There's no mountains around here. There's high hills and bush. But our mountains, high mountains, could be a walk in the bush. You're just even sitting on the deck. Reading his word and fellowshipping with him. Amen. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> He's talking to it, it was awesome this morning the worship, the praise, the poetic word that God is here. He's with us, right? So, yeah. So God is saying today, I'm not going to speak too long, because uh, I'd like to uh, leave some time for people to come up and, and just uh, praise and worship the Lord, if the worship team is up to that after. As I want to say, we need to come up to that mountain, take time out of our daily busy schedule. Some people have worked long hours. It doesn't take long when you come home. You just go to bed or get up earlier for a few minutes to sit before the Lord and say, Lord, guide my day. Be with me. Watch over me. Keep me. There's so much going on in the world today. It's actually very frightening for a lot of people. Look at what is happening down in the States. A lot of riots. I couldn't believe it when I seen some videos of hordes of people going into places like Walmart and cleaning it out in Chicago and in Philadelphia and Los Angeles. And it's, it's quite horrifying to see that. And there's nobody stopping them. People have hardened their hearts to God. But on the other hand, you see praise and worship happening in the streets as well, universities and schools and prisons, God is reaching out to those that are hurt and lost and crying for him. And that is our protection. That is our shield. It's Jesus. And we listen to his voice every day. 
we hear his voice. And he says, follow me. Follow me. Jesus is our Savior. He is our Deliverer. And he is our Prince of Peace. You know, with all this rioting stuff that is going on, God is actually judging the earth as well. So many years have gone by. When you look at the history of Canada, the United States, and all their countries too, a lot of Christians had been persecuted and killed. So God is saying, he's hearing the cries of the blood of the saints in the land. And he's saying, I'm going to come and judge. That also makes us say, Lord, Lord, I don't want to see anyone lost. There's people that need to be saved, need to know him, need to come into a personal relationship with Jesus. Those that are even riding, those that are killing, they all need the Lord. In the Apostle Paul, you know, he went around persecuting the church, but God saved him. Jesus came down and visited him, knocked him off his high horse, and, and opened his eyes to what who Jesus was. There's many stories I've read over the centuries of people that, that were murderers and thieves and even regular folks that didn't want to have nothing to do with God, turned their lives over to God and were used mightily by the, by the Lord. God is raising up an army in these last days. Not just one or two individuals that are saying, oh, Billy Graham was great. You know, he, he was a great evangelist and brought many to the Lord. Reinhard Bonnke was the evangelist to, for Africa. And millions were saved under his ministry. And many other evangelists and prophets over the, over the centuries. But today, God is raising up an army the believers. There's pastors and apostles and prophets and teachers. God is raising up every one of you that have got ministry in this, this next move. You're not going to be sitting back and saying, we'll let the evangelist do it. We'll let Pastor Nick do it. Each one of us has a purpose. Each one of us has to hear his voice and follow him. We're not to fear the evil things that go on. We're just to keep our eyes on Jesus. Keep our eyes on Jesus. He's the life giver. He's the way maker. I love that song. He's the way maker. Yeah. So we have to make that choice, to take that time. I know when I worked in the mill, 12-hour shifts, I did, it was easy, a little easier for me to do that because there was times when I had quiet times in the job I was doing. And I'd have a little pocket Bible and I would talk to the Lord and worship with him. Sometimes I'd be a lot of grumbling I'd grumble to the Lord, why am I here? 
what am I doing in this situation? Why am I in this mill? It's the last place I wanted to be on earth. It was in that mill. But God said, I got you here for a reason. Got you here for a reason. Just listen to me and I will tell you. And I was able to talk to people about the Lord. Share with them how God touched my life. Healed me. And it was good. It was the time. Sometimes in retirement I find it harder to sit before the Lord. Because there seems to be a lot of things to do when you're retired. Sometimes they get busier than I was when I was working. So yes, even this is for me as well, that I have to take more time with the Lord. I want to have his presence in my life that's so strong that people say, who do they say that Jesus speaks through me? As I touch somebody, not Doug touching somebody, but Jesus touched me. I've seen the presence of God on people, and it's powerful. I haven't seen anybody totally engulfed in the presence of God. And he said to Jesus, this is my beloved son. I'm well pleased. Listen to him. So we need to take time to listen to him. We need to take that time. It is a busy time. He says, come to me, all these that are under a heavy burden and are afraid. I will give you peace. I will turn your mourning into joy. I'm kind of paraphrasing that a little bit. So Jesus today is, is, is Jesus knocking at your door. His Revelation 3, chapter 3, verses 20 to 22. He says, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice, open the door. I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Isn't that lovely? We will share a meal as he tells us the words. This definitely is the word. We break bread with him. I found it very daunting when I was young. Read this, the Old Testament. It's kind of hard to chew through sometimes. But as you read it, God, for the time and the seasons, opens your eyes and shows you what you need to hear, what you need to share with somebody. So as you're reading the word, and then somebody comes along and they're sharing their stories or their, their fears, and the Lord has already put that in your heart the day before even in that morning or that evening. The word is there in our heart. We're ready to break bread with the Lord daily. We can break bread with those around us. Some of you are saying, well, I, I can't talk. That sounds like Moses, right? I can't, I can't share. I'm stuttering. And when I was younger, I couldn't talk either. Sometimes you can't shut me up now, but, but it was that way with me when I was a young man. I found it hard to sleep at night. 
because my mind was going 100 miles an hour of things that I wanted to say, things I wanted to do. But when I got up in the morning and somebody would say, oh, how are you doing? My mind would go blank. Hmm, I guess I'm okay. Yeah. And uh, how can you share somebody when you've got a fear? But God brought healing in my life. He's restoring. He's still bringing healing in my life. I want to be more like Jesus every day. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. To really thank the Lord for what he's doing today. And I see great things happening here in Dryden with each one of us. Things that are happening in Winnipeg. God is starting his revival. He's reviving people. He's bringing people into the wholeness again. I want to be part of that next move of God that's coming. I'm really pleased to see all the young children flagging. That's good. God's going to use children in this next move of God. I've even seen videos of young children preaching. And some of them are only three or four years old. And I thought, oh my gosh, the presence of God is on them so strong. And they're preaching the word of God. You think you can do that? I think so. We can do that. All we need to do is share our stories of how God worked in our lives, how God has bring healing in our lives, brought restoration in our lives. Praise a good God. Abba Father. <laughs> it's like Linda Robillard. She, she says, I always talk to my Papa God. She calls him Papa God. I always take time to go before Father. If you haven't had a good relationship with your Father, it always makes it hard to transform from that. But our Father wants you to come before him. I want you to be there. Worship him. It's good to sing and worship the Lord. Just We need to do it more often at home. Sometimes I like just quiet at home, but uh, I got a lady that loves to worship and praise too, so she... Are you ready for the Lord? He's going to come in power. Okay. He's coming in power. Amen. We won't be able to stand in his presence. I think each day you come, every Sunday you come, the spirit is getting stronger and stronger. And pretty soon it's going to blow the doors off this building. Yeah, I had a dream like that that happened. I dreamt over in a foyer and uh, all of a sudden there was a strong wind and I looked out the it was like a fire door, red fire doors in the mill. They'd blown open on the north side and a strong wind that was even shaking the cars out there. And it blew through the building. And it was like I could see the Holy Spirit come in and it filled the whole, filled the whole building. And then it blew the doors open on the south side and went out on the, on the highway. And that's going to happen. That's going to happen. 
So God is knocking on your heart, Dora's heart. It was really strong for me this past couple of weeks. Woken up about three or four o'clock in the morning. Knock, knock, knock. Knock, knock, knock. And I thought, oh, there's somebody at the door, and it was that real. And I get up. The one time there was a lady at our door at three o'clock in the morning. But, but most times I look at the door and there's nobody there. And I said, yes, Lord, what are you trying to say to me today? I want to be spend time with you just even for a few minutes 10 minutes get back in the bed and talk with the Lord saying what do you want Lord Samuel did that right? Samuel was a child when he was in the temple and God spoke to him Samuel Samuel. he thought it was Eli so he gets up and runs to the, the priest and no no I didn't talk to you I didn't call you three times before he said alright and I told him to talk. It's probably God. So God talked to Samuel. So God's going to talk to each one of you, selectively, individually. But God's got a purpose and plan for every one of your lives. And I can see it. God is blessing you. So fear not. When everything around you is raging, for he's our shield, he's our protector, he's our keeper. Now there's a tendency to want to fear when somebody around you is not well and dies or somebody has lost this and lost that. And, but God is there for us. When we put our trust in him, he will not fail of us, not fail us. For he is a good God, he's a good father. And he loves each one of you, Lord. Everlasting love. So bless you, my dear brothers and sisters, today. Walk in the Lord and rejoice that He has nothing but the best for you in these coming days. Amen. Father God, thank you, dear Lord, for your blessings upon us. We thank you, dear Lord, for what you're doing for us, Almighty God, and with us, and all those around us, Almighty God. We rejoice at every one that comes to know you, Almighty God, as the angels in heaven. Dear Lord, we say more, Lord, more of those that are hurt and wandering, dear Lord, the streets. Dear Lord, we just say, Lord, that we will be the instruments of peace, that we will be the hand of God that reaches out to them. Almighty God. We thank you, dear Lord, for your word and your blessings. Oh, Almighty God. This is exciting times ahead, Almighty God. And we just rejoice for your presence within us, your presence here in Dryden, dear Lord, and in the north. Say, blaze, Lord, blaze through our country. Dear Lord, bring healing and restoration, not only to Canada, but the United States. Dear Lord, in all those countries that are in turmoil, in Israel, dear Lord, the Ukraine, Almighty God, and Russia, where your presence is needed, dear Lord. 
God, just continue to rise up your mighty army, dear Lord, and you just will be under your banner of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for my brothers and sisters here today. In Jesus' name, amen.